Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I'm joined by Chad Jarvis. And here we are. It's 2024, Chad. How are you feeling? Um, The same as I was in 2023. Um, <laughs> hard to believe it is... Hard to believe it is January one or January two is recording. Um, yeah, it's wow how time has flown. Uh, hope everyone had a joyous and happy holiday season and a happy new year. Uh, and hope Santa Claus was good to everybody. And yeah, uh, ready to talk some blades. It's been like two or three weeks since we recorded. Apologies yeah. do go out on that. Um, we just figured we weren't going to win much during the festive time period so why not lump them all together and tell everybody how bad how big of a bag of ass we are yeah i mean you you basically covered it chad um (laughs) as far as far as i'm concerned i had a great festive period until uh new year's eve when i started getting sick and i thought it was just the sniffles and but like maybe two hours before I was supposed to head out with my partner, I take a COVID test because I'm just like, let's just make sure this isn't COVID. And sure enough, I've got the vid right now. So um, if you hear any kind of fluctuation in my voice, if I sound nasally, it's because I'm dealing with the vid right now, but still bringing you pod. That is how dedicated I am. I mean, you know, we probably should have brought you a couple of pods, you know, in the last few weeks, but you know, by the same token here, here we are, um, sick and doing the pod, man. Well, that certainly was a run of fixtures in this season for Sheffield United. Wasn't it, Chad? Yeah. Um, no, not the be- not the best run of fixtures for the old red and white wizards, but um, hey, you know nothing's really changed. I mean, we uh, God, we suck. Um, we're not we're and- not shipping five. That's 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 the only positive takeaway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Man City didn't get out of first gear. Probably could have hammered us for five. Um, or six or ten. Uh, Chelsea, I don't think, did the same either. They could have cruised to about four or five nil if they wanted to. Um, Villa were just ass when we played them, and then own goals scored it for Luton. Yep. And uh, that that does it. That's great pod, Chad. That I mean, yeah. you, you covered everything. Wrap her up. <laughs> Rack him. He's out. Um. So, look, no, nothing really to say about Chelsea. Um, I'll just give you a couple of statistics here if my computer will comply with me here. Okay. So, I'll, I'll say two things. We were shit. We couldn't produce anything. And we were lucky it was only two. 22% possession. One shot on target. Six shots in total. 226 passes. Need, need I say more? Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's relegation fodder. And, yeah. I mean, there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. Right now, I think Lester would give us a good beating, too, right now. As good as they're doing in the championship. I mean, hell, even what? Southampton are 18 unbeaten in the championship right now. They'd probably beat the hell out of us. Leeds would beat it, us. It, it, I'm leads have been up and down. Uh, they probably would beat us. Ipswich, Ipswich town, the tractor boys that would beat us too. Probably. Um, there's, there's a fair few at the top of the championship that would beat us as well. And that that's a long tangent, a right turn there. But, um, yeah, similar to, you know, the likes of Chelsea. Yeah. We, it, it was kind of, you felt it was over before it began and when it yeah. began, it was over. Yep. No, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I was just sat at home watching it. And, you know, after the second goal went in, I, I didn't really pay that much attention to it, yeah. to be honest uh, with you. Uh, I went to the <clears throat> the bar 
and and me and a buddy of mine, we went and sat, and I said, "Let's go watch Chelsea and Sheffield United." We now we we put some money on both teams to score, and obviously that didn't happen, so we lost. But it's crazy. One, one, you know, all the Americans they they don't know where Sheffield United they call. It. First of all, they call it Sheffield, and it, it's it just. It almost harkens back to yeah. Everybody that listens to this know knows I used to be a Chelsea fan. Okay, and I I don't like to think I was in in the same shoes of the guy that sat down at the end of the bar and was talking absolute loads of shit every time they tried to pass and we couldn't do anything and they'd have a shot. And then I just sit there and like their team is worth a billion dollars. Our squad's probably worth what maybe. 150 million being maybe less being, yeah being i'm just i'm just throwing out almost an arbitrary number so the golfing class should be miles between us and them and now granted when you look at the scoreline two two nil kind of does us some good and it doesn't oh you didn't get hammered by a team worth a, a billion dollars but the fact is, is we can look up the table, and yeah, everybody's on top of us. But you can see them. You can see them in the bottom half of the table. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, you self-deluded pricks have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Because your team is worth a billion dollars, and you are sit in the, bo- in the bottom half of the table at the time yeah. of the game. Yeah, And I'm thinking, I have no... I know we're going to get killed. We're not going to win it. But the fact if if we would have, that would have made it so much better. And that's why it's just there's got to be one of these games this year that we're going to knock one of these top so-called six out off of it. And I will be so damn happy when it happens because the little broke down 1991 Honda Accord that's rolling on three donuts in a regular uh, tire that's <laughs> leaking oil and blowing smoke out the tailpipes about to break down and we just you know we're going up against Ferraris and Maseratis and we ain't got no chance man but it's fun yeah. I, I like it I it's all fun and misery I, I mean I, I think you you hit the nail right on the head about the, the American fans you know American Chelsea fans they've been fans all their life since 2009 yeah right no kidding <laughs> No kidding. No kidding. Let's get to Villa away here. Um, great, great day at the pub, actually, with Scott, who was, who's one of the LA Blades for this one. Good time. Got a few beers in. Had myself a French dip sandwich, which was delicious. And, you know, I mean, look, we, we expected to get hammered, and we ended up getting a point, didn't we? I mean, more points lost in the last 10 minutes uh, of the game, but, you know. I mean, it was like a truly Chris Wilder sort of performance. Just defend, defend, nick a, a cheeky goal, and then, you know, as as has been emblematic of United this season, concede in stoppage time yeah, to, and to get it, the draw. And do I go ahead and complain about we're going to let Villa play until they score? Similar to Tottenham. Um now was the we'll get to that from a villa perspective was the goal coming probably but it when when you have when you have nobody to substitute on the bench worth a damn and the quality just drops when you put people in it's not like we're improving our side we are hurting our side whenever we make a substitution because frankly i think the best 11 we have starts most of our games and yeah. you know when, when you knock us down and you bring in lesser lesser class players it's no wonder we have that record for conceding so many goals in the last 15 minutes of games because yeah. with our no, players yeah. our players being so shit we just get in and the other teams subbing on better quality players it's inevitably going to happen no, you're you're absolutely right, Chad. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, I mean, we we don't have the quality to put on the pitch to give us a boost 
at at the end of games. And you know, I mean, even in the like nineteen twenty season, you know, you you'd feel like we had a couple of subs who could come in and and make it make a little bit of a difference, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah. not the case this season. Yeah. Same with last season too. You know, you you'd have a a, a Tommy Doyle coming on or you know, a Jameis McAtee coming on if he wasn't starting, um, you know, or even a Sander Berger if he wasn't starting. Um, yeah. And, you know, with the exception of James McAtee, obviously, we just don't have those options. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's we, – we, I don't know. It's just unfair. So let's get into it here. I mean, the first chance came to Villa as – Trusty fouled Diaby outside the box on the right-hand side. Um, Louise uh, and Dine uh, set up for the free kick. Is it Dine? Yeah. Uh, Damn, how the hell do you say it? Now it's in my head, so I can't hear anything but that. Lucas Dina. 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 So Lewis touches for Dina. Um, to change the angle, but it goes over the top left corner of goal. A bit of controversy in the 10th minute. Souza bungles over Ollie Watkins in the box. It goes to VAR. Nothing is given. 17th minute, decent pass for Bailey. Sees him running about 30 yards down pitch before finding Diaby in the box, who has a shot and it takes a really good save from Wes to keep the game at zeros. 22nd minute off a corner. McGinn puts in a cross and Konsa diving in, heads the ball over the net. 29th minute, off another corner. McGinn puts the ball towards the back stick. um, And Langlet heads for Watkins, who misses a shot over the bar. And 32nd minute, couple decent blocks on shots from Louise and Langlet. I mean, there were just, I mean, it was all Villa first half. I don't think we had a single shot in that first half. Right, Chad. No, it was it was all Villa all the time, and it, I mean, <clears throat> it's been like how it has been in every single match of the season. All yep. the opponents, all the time, and we just sit back and for what would you usually say? What do you think our average time of of conceding a goal in this season is? The first goal, I should say. You think in it? If you averaged it all, all the games up, our average would probably be about what thirty-five minutes, twenty-five minutes, somewhere in that ten-minute range there. Yeah, that, I, I that that I'd usually, say it's an even thirty-minute. Yeah, we're yeah, like we're in minute. the game. We're in the game for a little bit, and then by the thirtieth minute, it's like, hey, okay, cool, see you later. You guys have all the fun now. Well, the good news was we didn't concede in the first half of this one. 36th minute, another possible handball. Uh, VAR checks it. Nothing was given. I mean, there were so many VAR checks in the first half of this match against Villa. I think there were three in the first half alone, and then I think there were four or five in the game, which is really crazy. Yeah, it's really odd. Really, really odd, and I thought one of them was at some point was going to go against us and inevitably give Villa a lead to something that gives Villa a lead 1-0, and it's like, okay, here we go. Now they, now Aston Villa has their, has their run. Okay, they're going to win this one, but not to be, not to be. So that was basically it for the first half. They, there, after the 36 minute, there wasn't really another another chance. And then the second half starts, and it's more of the same, just kind of back and forth, not a lot of opportunities. 58th minute, Max Lowe replaces LaRucci and Hamer replaced Brooks. And then immediately following the substitutions off a corner, it ping balls around for a bit before Balduck gets on the ball and he gives it away to Watkins, who passes for Bailey who just taps it in. And then of course, VAR intervenes and a foul on West is determined to have occurred. I mean, I, I thought that was game set match right there. I didn't see the foul live. I just, you know, saw um, Bailey just kind of like winging away, uh, celebrating the goal. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, we we dodged a massive bullet here. Yeah. Is is that, do you think, maybe a little bit of recompense for the ghost goal? Like, a little bit? Uh, uh, maybe? If you, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when I did the Villa preview and I brought up the ghost goal back in COVID with the guy uh, from Aston Villa, he didn't really seem to play anything into that. He kind of just, you know, kind of just shrugged it off. I don't know if it's any, you know, makeup call for something that happened a few years ago. But, hey, you know, we get every – light shines on the dog's ass every once in a while. That's true. That's true. 72nd minute, more controversy as it appears Balduck knocked the ball with his arm. VAR determines that it was the shoulder. I mean, it clearly hits him like – you know, in the sleeve area, they said it was the chest, but yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on that, on that bar check right there, Chad? Uh, uh, I didn't see anything. It was good. I agree with the call. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. T- t- you- <clears throat> with the Homer glasses on right there, right? You can, I mean, you could, I don't know how they didn't, uh, I don't know how they didn't give it. I mean, it was it, it looked to me like it was a handball. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're including the the entire arm, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it should have been a penalty. Yep. 79th minute, Watkins had a shot from just outside the box that didn't really test Wes. Slow roller into his arms there. 81st minute, well-played passes uh, from Souza and Lowe, and a cross comes in for Archer that a Villa player just gets a toe to. And Archer would have had a really good opportunity to score there um, were it not for that last second intervention from uh, a Villa defender. I, I'm not sure who it was. I watched back the highlights, but um, I didn't get didn't get digits from that uh, that Villa player or for that Villa player. <laughs> Sounds and- like I was asking him out. <laughs> <laughs> and you always you always know as you're going to allude to. The goal. You always knew Mr. Cameron Archer wanted to score against his parent slash former club. I don't know what the loan wage contract is. He ours? Is he theirs? Is he half ours, half theirs? It's good that Archer will get a goal. Agreed. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment. 82nd minute Norwood with a lob over the top for Archer who collects it and fires a shot that's blocked, but it falls to Norwood who has a shot and it goes just over the bar. And then even more controversy as Duran and uh, JLT get tangled up. Duran elbows JLT in the head, drawing blood. VAR reviews it and determines that it's not a violent conduct uh, worthy of ascending off. I mean, it's a red all day, right, Chad? Like that's that's yeah. a red all day. I mean, when you when you draw blood, blood is red. I think that's a red card. I think yep. it's a red card, but nowadays I have no idea. So uh, yeah, no, that's good. There ain't no red card. Wait, you kidding me? Throw a throw a full on punch, knock somebody out. There ain't no red card. It's maybe an orange card. Yeah, and it's and I think it's down to the fact that you know JLT didn't really make a meal of it you know no like, he didn't he just flop kind of like, like a fish yeah yeah i think if he goes down and makes a little bit more of it then that's a clear sending off if he goes down like someone shot him starts yelling takes some of the blood and rubs it all over his face and comes up like a uh i don't know like a, a warrior type figure i then the ref sees him oh my god you've been shot then he probably gives him a red card. But no, yeah. JLT's like, yeah, dude, I've been hit with harder by better people and just plays <laughs> on. Yep. I've been hit harder by better men. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then, and then a quick start immediately after that. Ball is played behind the defense for Hamer, who pulls it back, and Cameron Archer... Taps it home past Martinez. United go from thinking this is a dead bang loss to thinking we actually might win this. Of course, that didn't happen. But uh-uh. uh, I mean, really, really good 
pullback from from Hamer there. Um, thought he controlled the ball really well there at the uh, at the end line there. Um, and yeah, kind of an easy goal as uh, Villa don't pick up Archer and he just gives it the old tap, tap, tap and it is in the back of the net. Um, I went absolutely crazy in the bar. I, I, were you, were you watching on, are you doing a watch along at the time, Chad? No, Do you remember? I was, I was sat at my, uh, future mother-in-law's kitchen table yelling at my iPad as we go, we get a goal. And, um, because I did have money on us to beat Villa that day. Boy, by the skin of my ass did I lose that one. Um, but no, I was going nuts because I was already cursing out the refs for the whole match, as you alluded to, with all the VAR. And I'm like, okay, quit trying to give them the game. And then the goal goes in, and I just absolutely lose it. Yeah, so I was yeah. probably going as I was probably yelling as loud as you were when the goal goes in. Yeah, I, there were about maybe ten people in the bar, um, and you know. Scott and I were just going insane uh, and <laughs> we drew a bunch of weird looks. Cause I mean, like we were in a bar that hosts Prem games pretty often, but you know, seeing as this was like the only fixture that day. And you know, if you weren't in the bar to watch this game, uh, chances are, you know, you didn't really care, but yeah, um, yeah the, you know, the owner who, who's a Liverpool fanny comes over, gives, gives us a pat on the back and uh, you know, congratulates us. But um, it was too soon uh you know we we thought that (laughs) that was it but yeah not to be um 88 89th minute an absolute beauty of a cross from maddie cash finds the head of moreno and it's a diving save from west to keep it out i mean that was probably one of the better saves that he's made all season west there yeah he he He's getting a lot of heat now but uh that was probably one of his better saves i would say yeah and then uh, we go into stoppage time, and the board goes up, and it's 10 minutes. Where, <laughs> where were the 10 minutes, Chad? Uh, probably ha- They probably factored in all the, uh, all of the um, VAR checks over the whole of the game, not just, um, not just the second half. I don't, I, I don't understand it's it. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, the the I take it. Well, I get that the championship doesn't have VAR, but they're still four or five minutes of added time in the end of the games. It's not anything crazy like the Prem. Why all of a sudden do we start have to start playing these eight nine minute added times? It makes no sense at all. No sense. Yeah. No sense at all. You know, I mean. At, Call me crazy, but maybe they should stop the clock when, 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 you know, like I, I don't know. Institutions or injuries yeah. or yeah. VAR. I, I know, I know I, I, that's a hot take. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, you know, what, what the hell is this idiot yank talking about? But like the amount of minutes that are added on at the end of the game seems so arbitrary, depending on who you're playing. It's like, if you get a, a, a big six club or one of the, the higher end teams, like, and you're winning or or drawing, it just seems like there's loads of time that somehow magically gets added onto the end of games to give the other the other side a chance, you yeah. know? No, I agree. I agree with that. And I, I don't think that's uh I don't think that falls on like it it doesn't get past supporters like us, you know, United supporting no United supporters. Burnley supporters, Luton, or as they say in America, Lutton Town. Um, even like even like Forest, you can see that it, it kind of they pile it on against the bigger teams, and that's that just boils down to being unfair. Yep, no, I agree. There was only one more chance in the match, and we know what happens. Louise puts in a cross, and uh, Zinilo heads it past Wes, um, who decided to come too late for the ball, uh, to challenge for it. And yeah, two points dropped for sure. Um, that brings us to how many do you think that we've dropped, uh, this season in the last 10 minutes plus stoppage? I, I calculated this. Um, 
Uh, what's the under over? What would you set the under over at? I I mean I I know what I know what it is. So oh, you guess. Okay. Um. How many points we dropped? I'll say th- fourteen. Uh, it's it's surprisingly under fourteen. Really? But wow. yeah, it's it's eight this season. Damn including it, that was the first number that came to my head. I said eight, and then I went to twelve, then I went to fourteen. Yeah, I mean, if you count Tottenham as three, three points dropped. Yeah. Then yeah, it's it's eight. Damn. So That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, and that puts us on like on level with Everton in 16th place. No shit. Yeah. That's just relegation form though. Yep. That's relegation form for you. Yep. Yep. Uh, man of the match for Villa away. Probably Archer because he scored against, uh, as I say, probably Archer. I'd go with Archer because uh, just getting back in a goal against your former former parent, still club. I don't know the blurred line that that is. Um, yeah, I'd go with Archer. Yeah, I'd say it's either Archer, or really any any of our back line. Um, I thought they, you know, had a fantastic performance. Our back line, and I mean, really, it comes down to. One West mistake that keeps us from getting three points in this one. And that's where it kind of started to snowball, right? The West out West sucks. We need to get somebody else. West is ch- lower championship at best. Blah, 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 blah. He only did so well last year because he had a back line. Blah, 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 blah. Um, that's where it started to snowball. Where there was smoke, there was a bit of fire starting to build. I'd say it was kind of, I, I don't know when it started, when the exact fire started, but there was, there got a whole lot of smoke, and now we've seemed to have a decent sized fire going on. Yeah. I mean, it's important to remember that West Fodderham is what, 32 years old. So that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, he's getting up there as far as, you know, Football age is concerned. Um, yeah, we need Bob Olson it, back. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm gonna say no to that. <laughs> he sucks. So, uh, get into Luton at home now, I guess. I mean, it's a painful one oh, to review. Oh, no! <laughs> I think you know. That kind of quashed any hope of survival, um, even that even the most optimistic of United fans had um, this match against Luton at home. Um, yeah, first real chance came in the tenth minute. Susan Hamer had shots blocked from outside the box. Eleventh minute off a corner from Hamer, McBurney got his head to it, but again, it was blocked. And sixteenth minute, Lakonga passes for. Dowdy on the right, and uh, he gets past Hamer, who like did like a sort of airplane spinorama, and he takes a low shot and goes five hole on uh, on Old West, goes into the back of the net. I mean, absolute shambles of a goal. I mean, you know, that's a League One concession right there, and I'm not talking about a pint and a pie special for five quid. You know? Yeah. No. Uh... As I said, that's where that's where the smoke and the fire started against Villa, and it only got worse against Luton, or as many Americans call Lutton, Lutton Town. Twenty third minute, Luton again dominant in the first half. Andres Townsend, Townsend, excuse me, puts in a cross for Adebayo, who heads the ball on frame, and Wes is there this time. Twenty six minute. Mangi takes a shot that is close, but misses just to the right. 30th minute, McBurney wins a free kick at the right edge of the box, and Hamer steps up to take it. He fires it to the keeper's right, and it takes a a pretty good save from Kaminsky to keep the game uh, in Luton's favor at that point. I don't know if that would have gone in. It looked like it was going maybe just wide. 
Mm-hmm. Is that your recollection, yeah. Chad? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it was going just wide. But, I mean, still, at the end of the day, it was pretty, pretty good chance. Yeah, yeah. Tr- Trusty and Ahmed Hodzic, or I'm sorry, JLT, moving out of the way at like the last second before he takes the free kick. I think maybe they could have moved like maybe a split second afterward, could have confused a little bit more, but um, I mean, it's the right idea on the free kick there, right? Yep, exactly. Perfect idea on the free kick there. 32nd minute, McAtee with a really, really good run to the edge of the area before curling a shot that just misses to the left of a diving Kaminsky. 42nd minute, Barkley has a shot from outside the box that is saved by Wes. 45th minute, United get a corner after Adebayo blocks Brooks' shot. Hamer takes the corner and finds a relatively wide open trusty who just rattles the bar with a header. Um, I mean, to my recollection, that's the first time that trusty has gotten a head on ball on frame. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and you know, this is a guy that we picked up who was like known for his goal scoring prowess as a center back, you know? Yeah. Well, in this league, he's way undermatched or overmatched. He is the, the, he will never be successful at this level. Um, he is a championship at best center back. Um, I bet you, if you know, we'll take him down next year, and I bet you he'll probably have a few few headed goals. But I mean, that might be what we've only probably had four or five chances from our center backs from a headed a headed chance. There hasn't yeah. been many this year. And, and no how goals. many we had last year? Yeah, tons. No goals from center backs this year. Um, on, on corners. Now we do have one goal from a center back, uh, which we'll get to in a couple minutes here. I I Uh, do have one thing. Our set pieces from corners have been absolute ass this year. Yeah. We we could not hit a barn door to save our lives. I mean, every time the corner comes in, it goes over everybody. And I'm talking everybody. And it just goes yep. out for an, a goal kick. And it's like, what the hell was that? I yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> there are times when I think Hamer doesn't do a bad job taking the corners. But, I mean, I, I will say this has been a kind of a consistent problem for United over the last, like, three or four years. You know, last year we were better. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I don't think we were good. No, 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 no. We were better. It's 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 almost like we made an improvement where we were the last few years before that. And then we've taken, it's, it's kind of the analogy, two steps forward, one, probably 15 steps back in our case. <laughs> I was going to say three steps back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Chad. That was uh half there. I mean, really poor first half from us um, in a game that, you know, as we said, we needed to get something out of to have any, any chance in hell in our little mini league at the bottom of the table. But um, yeah, it wasn't to be uh, 51st minute Archer down the left-hand side into the box, beats his man, pulls it back for McAtee who has a shot that was blocked out by Lokonga. 59th minute, a horrible, horrible giveaway off of a throw in by Souza that releases Townsend who has a shot that goes just over the top. 61st minute, Ahmed Hodzic at the halfway line, plays it for McAtee, plays it back for Ahmed Hodzic, who dinks one over the top for Archer, who chests it for McAtee. He sees an opening and drives through it. He's tackled, like, right inside the box, but he's able to play it to McBurney off of his, like, from his back, basically. And McBurney has a shot that Kaminsky gets a hand to, but it goes in the back of the net, 1-1. VAR checks it ends up being a good goal. Your thoughts on that goal, Chad? A good goal. I mean, it's what we needed, I guess. Uh, I don't I don't know how to sum it up. I knowing the knowing the final result of the game, it just makes it all null and void. At this point, yeah. but I mean, it was a good. Yeah. It was a good United goal. I mean, but 
then you're going to tell us the story of how we gave the game away. And Luton yep. didn't do anything and we we pissed it we pissed it away. Yep. And then in the 69th minute, nice. nice. Pure madness as Baltuck on the left-hand side outside the box puts in a cross that a Luton player gets a foot to. It falls for McBurney who passes to a wide open low who first times it but it's blocked. Falls for Archer not once but twice. It's on the goal line before being deflected out for Ahmed Hodzic, who then calmly slots it into the right-hand side of the net. Um, and that's how the game ended, right, Chad? Yeah, that was it. That was full time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Ahmed yep. Hodzic, yeah. Stop that the count. Uh, Stop the count. <laughs> yes. 2-1. That's it. United win. I mean, it was a – I mean, if the ball didn't go over the line when we crashed it on the goal line – I was like, dude, we're not, we're never gonna score. We're never gonna, we're not gonna score. We're not gonna score. And then it somehow works its way back out to Ahmed Hodzic, and it's just like he bangs it home. Like, okay, we might win this thing. But I had fifty bucks on a draw, so I needed a draw. So I was like, okay, well, we can win. We can draw this too, too. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna go rip my hearts out. They're gonna go win it. Let me, let me guess. But no, it was a, a nice, well-taken goal by uh, Ahmed Hodzic, and glad to see him getting get off the schneid. Yeah, in yeah. League. Maybe that builds his confidence up a little bit to push forward from, you know, his center back position. Yes, yeah, I think he uh, he does have the quality. He's got a goal in him, you know. Obviously, yeah, he does. He showed it. Controversial call in the 76th minute as a corner is given to Luton after it clearly touches a Luton player last. And um, we all know what happens next 77th <laughs> minute <laughs> corner for Luton defended decently. Initially goes out for Morris who crosses it in. And the first of two horror shows from United as it goes off JLT's head and into the back of the net past a diving Wesley. Um Notable as well that you know JLT was dragged down on the header, which is why he like got a glancing touch on it as it went to the back of the net. But no, VAR is not going to review that. Of course, no not. foul there. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. And that was uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to draw now, two two. But then and then. <laughs> oh god, eighty first minute, second own goal in five minutes. Off a throw-in for Morris, he drives the byline. Before crossing it in, it goes off Anas Ben Slimani and back into the net, looping to West, to where West can't get it. And uh, that is how it ended. Uh, we didn't really have any other chances after that um, to draw level. What what can you say, man? I mean... We just, suck. Yeah, I... I mean, you—it's you've, anomalous, you know. Two own goals in the span of five minutes, you know, it's anomalous. So you're thinking, like, look, if that, like, they didn't have a shot after what the 62nd minute. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So. And still won. You the know. Game. Yeah, they still won the game. I mean, it took those lucky breaks to get past us at home, you know. But that's it's not good enough. It's it's not good enough. And um, you know, I, I I said this in our our little group chat that we have with the other podcasters that you know that was really me done for the season. You know, like in terms of having any hope of, of staying up. You know, I mean, my like I had like maybe a five percent hope that that we were going to stay up this year, and that's just, I mean, it's devastating. It's absolutely devastating. Yeah, I mean, and Roy from Blades Pod and Ben, they they've mentioned this, and in, in they've I believe they've done their Luton recap. Luton are just out of the three teams that got promoted. I think Luton have came up with the best plan. Burnley just dumped a bunch of money in a bunch of unproven players, and they sucked. We didn't do anything. We sucked. Luton have a plan but they're they're just they just got lucky and i think the gap is only going to widen 
Because hell, Luton even beat Loot or Blue beat Newcastle this year. One nil. Yeah. The yep. hell? The team stuffed us eight nil. Unbelievable. Yep. We just can't get a break. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. And, you know, I mean, we would have to win what we've got nine home games left, I think. We'd have to win eight of those home games and probably two or three away games to have any prayer, any prayer. And, you know, we have to play the likes of uh, who, who do we have to play at home? We have to play some of the a couple of the big six clubs at home. Arsenal's still gonna come here. Yep. Oh boy. So you know, I don't, I don't really see it happening. Um, Villa's gotta come here. Yep, that's Arsenal. right. Arsenal. Uh, Chelsea gotta come here. Yep. Spurs on the last day. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we probably have to win about seven of our home games in, in order to have any prayer. No, we ain't even going to get probably three cops. Yeah. If we get three, I'll be happy with that. You know, yeah. that that'll put us like, if we can get to 22 points this season, I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Without a doubt. Anyway, moving on to city. I mean, nothing to say about, Man City away other than we we didn't really sniff anything. 19% possession. At one point, we were going to have the record for like the worst possession yeah. in the history of the Premier League. Yeah. So uh, do, you, do you know how many passes Man City had in this game? Did they hit? Did they hit four digits? They did. Holy oh. hell. How much over do you think? Eleven. No. Yeah, I'll go eleven. Eleven. Nope. They had exactly one thousand. Exactly. Really? Wow. Yep. Yep. They did hit four digits, but only barely. How many we have? One hundred fifty. Two hundred and thirty-three passes. Jesus. Only seventy-four percent of which were completed. Wow. Uh, four shots. Two of them on target. What else? What, what else is there to say? I mean, yeah, it was. It was a completely different result from where we faced him at Bramble Lane earlier this season. Yeah, yeah, they they really like you said earlier in the pod, Chad. They really didn't get out of second gear at all. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to. I mean, we said it when we did the watch along on Saturday, like. How do you motivate yourself against the team that you know you're going to beat the hell out of? Was yep. the goal pre-match to pass to complete a thousand passes? Do you think that was like, hey, go out here. Here's your challenge for today's game. Okay, you're probably going to win the game. I don't ever think Man City would ever turn us over. I don't think Pep's that type. He'll do it to rivals, but he won't do it to the lower teams in the division. Maybe he gave him a chance. Like, okay, go and win the game. And when the game's out of, here's another goal. Pass a thousand, pass the ball a thousand times. And it's like, bing, bing, bing. I mean, it was, it was like watching paint dry because at, at 90% of the time, it was at walking pace. So, um, fun fact Manchester City now have the record for the most completed passes in a Premier League game. At a thousand? Uh they only completed ninety-four percent of them, so uh-huh. nine hundred and forty. Uh oh, but okay. yes, they have the most completed passes in a Premier League game. Do you know who the previous record holders were? Is it a big six club? It is. Um Arsenal? It was Liverpool. Do you know who the team was that they completed the most passes at that time? Us? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in 2020. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Set, Sheffield United setting records, baby. Exactly. Perfect. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. 
So let's move on to hopefully a positive result at the weekend as United make their way to Priestfield Stadium this Saturday to face off against 10th place in League Two, Gillingham FC, a 400-mile round-trip journey for those wanting to brave it. I'm, I mean, it should be a relatively fun away day for those going. I'm, I mean, it's like three hours on a bus drinking, uh, so... You're either going to be really tired or really pissed up, um, you know, when you get there. Sounds fun. And, you know, you you did a preview with a a Gilliam supporter, uh, which we will be getting up on YouTube. This podcast is going to be coming out on Wednesday the 3rd. Check YouTube, and that should probably be up. Definitely go check that out and uh, give us a thumbs up on that. Chad, Chad puts a lot of work uh, into securing these previews and um, the opposing supporters. So definitely check that out. Um, as far as Gillingham is concerned, um, you know, they don't have a lot of out and out danger men. Um, Macaulay Bone, Connor Mahoney, and Scott Malone all have four goals. Rob Nichols, Rob McKenzie, and Ashley Nadijan have three each. But um, what can you give us any information about what you gleaned? from your conversation with the Gillingham supporter whose name is escaping me right now. They are a, actually they're a decent side for league two is what I, I picked up. And I did ask this and I don't want to give too much into it. So I want the viewers to turn tune in and the listeners to tune in, but I'll leave it with this. If they don't make the playoffs, a lot of people in Gillingham supporters are not going to be happy. They recently sacked their manager about a month ago. We will talk about that. And, um, yeah, their dreams and aspirations. And where do they think they're uh, they're going to – to finish this year. And as I alluded to, yeah, if it's not in the playoffs, they're not going to be happy because they all started this season with aspirations of being in playoffs and they're kind of on the fringe. They're, they're relatively close to that playoff position, but this is, they're playing. They're also playing in a league like the Stockport County Mansfield and everybody's favorite club from Wales, Wrexham are, um, I mean, they're gonna the the whole fact of the matter of us going on the road to Priestfield worries me a bit. Should we be win this thing comfortably? Probably the last thing I want is a uh, a draw and a replay because that's all we need. Um, so I hope we go in there and if if we do, just win convincingly. Slot three or four past them and, and, and be good with it. I doubt we'll do that, but I'd like to see it. Yeah, same. I, I think we need a confidence booster, and you know, turning over a League Two side would definitely do that, especially away. Yes, yes, for with, sure. With that, with that being said, who do you see starting for United? Well, considering this is our last game for, what, two weeks? Uh, I think we put out a pretty strong lineup. I think everybody that didn't start, you know, because we had some heavy hitters against Man City that didn't that didn't start. I mean, you're gonna you. We started Osula and Solmani in there. I think Archer, McBurney. I keep Susan in there. Keep Brooks in there. Maybe give a maybe give like Sariki a start. Maybe Ben Osborne. Maybe drop Wes. Question mark for Adam Davies. Um, I was I was gonna say Amissa for if if we're not you know if we're not sending him out on loan, then you know I mean give the kid a shot. You know he's twenty two years old. Yeah, I mean we, we might as well. Uh, I mean. I think it's a mix of youth and experience. At the same time, it's just so hard in this type of game to predict who we're going to put out in the in the starting lineup. 
who do you think is going to play there, Mr. Schneider? Well, I mean, I think you start one of the two of either Archer or McBurney up front. We'll kind of build from the front and work our way back. Um, and then Asula, I would say, probably starts. Um, I'd I put Ryan uh, One on the bench, maybe give him a couple of valuable minutes playing in the cup. Um, yeah, McAtee, Osborne, Hamer. Uh, I think we play a back four in this one. Souza, either Bogle or Balduck, not sure which one. Um, and then, yeah, I could see, I could see a, a, a Sariki out on the, out on the left, potentially, or Norrington, you know, maybe Norrington Davies is up to snuff now. Maybe yeah. he can see if, see if he can do 60. The, you know? Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, do I look at do we look at it as having him play sixty or having him play like forty five? Maybe. I mean, because he did get a little moon, moonlighting there at the end of the city game. Yeah. Do we stick him in for forty five and sub him off? You never know. Yep. Maybe he plays the whole damn game. And then probably tr- I'd say Trusty and Anel. Okay, good partnership back there. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's a team that probably gets a 3-1 victory. That's my prediction, 3-1. Man, I just I I'll I think on the preview pod I I pegged it as a I don't even remember. I don't even think I had us winning. But the more I think about it, I I think it's Yeah, I think I was losing 1-0. Um I think I, I might change it to a 2 nil. It'll be tight for a little bit. We'll mess around, kind of play with our food for a little bit, and then second half, maybe net two. I could see that, too. I could see a relatively close game. I could see them playing kind of compact and a low block against us. Yeah. You know, and it'll be like the sort of the inverse of what we've experienced in the Prem this year, where exactly. we'll just keep coming and coming and coming and we won't have an answer. And then, you know, second half, nick a couple of goals. I could see that happening. Yeah. So let's talk a little transfer news as the transfer window has opened. Rumors abound, rumors swirling. Um, if, you know, the rumors are to believe, be believed. Ben Brereton Diaz from Villarreal coming on loan to Sheffield United. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that we've talked about a couple of times um, on this pod. You know, he obviously scored against us uh, from the spot uh, uh, at that, what was it, the, sem- uh, the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. I was there for that. Yeah, I you know, he's... He's still a young player. Um, by all accounts, though, he has not been, you know, he hasn't been exactly lighting the world ablaze over in Espana. What do you think about Ben Brereton Diaz as a lone move for nope. United? Nope, not for me. Um, sucks a bag of ass. He ain't gonna go. He's not gonna come here and score score goals in a team that can't score goals. What's he gonna wave his magic wand? Um, no, since he's left for, for, from Blackburn last year and he cooled off in the second half of the season, uh, he's started only two games for Villarreal in his dream club move. Uh, he's played in 14 and hasn't bagged any. So, um, that should say something. Um, but I mean, Hey, somebody apparently knows more than I do at the club and they want him. So I don't know what they're drinking, but Hey. It is what it is. I guess they're going to bring him in. Yeah, there's also rumors that Bene Traore is going to be loaned out with a, um, a you know, a potential buy, uh, sell, selling clause. So, um, permanent, or, you know, on a permanent. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yes. See you later. Um, <clears throat> option with a loaned or a loan with an option to buy. That's yeah, that's what I was. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what I was say, trying to say, but my uh, COVID-addled brain couldn't find the words. Uh, yes. See you <clears> later. <throat> See ya. See ya. Adios. Yeah. Nantes is uh, the club that 
are set to pick him up on loan. Yeah, just not good enough, unfortunately. I think if we were in the championship, maybe he might be, you know, decent. But, I mean, he just screams of um, a player that's that's just not going to fit in long term, I think, for us. He's too small, uh, and his speed doesn't make up for the fact that he is just so weak on the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other rumors that you want to discuss? Casper the Friendly Ghost. Should we bring yep. that up too? Yeah, it's not going to happen. And I think he's, you know, kind of at the end of his career. I don't, yeah. I, I don't see why he'd want to come to to United. When when a team like Leicester dumps you off last before the start of last season, I believe, and you go to Anderlecht, kind of, you know off the radar i mean I, I don't know everybody's pushing so much pressure to put some pressure on west and west needs to be dropped we're gonna have to get a goalkeeper at some point you know because adam davies he's terrible i mean if he does start this weekend he might ship three you never know i don't know it'd be worth a shot but no michael's too damn old I mean, the other name that's been thrown around is Victor Johansson from Rotherham. Uh, that was on a loan, right? Uh, no, that would be on a permanent. Oh, permanent? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I I don't I don't think he's got a very good back line in front of him, and I think that's why he's been kind of shipping goals this season. Yeah, I mean, you can um, say the same thing for West too. I mean, he has had a few mistakes. But also, he's got a back line that sucks ass in this league. But I think we need a, a goalkeeper for the future, you know? Yes, we do. Yeah, I mean, we, do. we definitely we, do. I think if we go down to the championship, West could be serviceable next year. But, you know, he's only going to decline in both his value and his performances from here on out. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, you know, we definitely do need a keeper, but I think we shouldn't be making, you know, this decision lightly, you know, yeah. and if, and I think Rotherham want 10 million for Victor Johansson. So nope, they ain't happening. I don't think, I don't think we have the money to spunk on, on him. No. So we probably be looking at a loan keeper and just kind of see where we are at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But then again, we could have another Robin Olsen, uh, oh, Jesus. you know, on our hands, Good old Bob. especially, especially if we, you go in for Schmeichel, you know? Schmeichel, 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 my penny. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know either. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Much better nickname. Um, okay. So before we wrap up here, Chad, I want to do kind of something a, a little fun. We've never done this before, but seeing as it is the new year, I want to do Five New Year's resolutions for United. We'll go back and forth. Um, I will go ahead and start my first resolution for United. Finish this, the Prem season strong. Not necessarily staying up, but stronger than the first half. You know, okay. if we can get between 25 and 30 points, I don't know where from, but if we can get between 25 and 30 points, That'll do. Um, I'll be happy with that. Go down fighting. I will say a resolution. Get out of this godforsaken league on <laughs> 15 points. Lose the rest of them. Get break break the or don't break the record. Get above the Darby record and then just ship it. And then I'll be a much happier person. Well, you've only been saying that for the last like six months. So (laughs) Uh, my second resolution is sign five players whose contracts are expiring. Um, I don't want to get into the details of that, but five players whose contracts are expiring. At the end of the day, we're going to need to retain some of these players who are, who are, you know, otherwise going to be headed out the door. So sign five of those players. I think we've will, got 11 in total. I will I will 
go with mine of dump the players that are out of contract and and start from scratch. I think that's mm. what this club I think that's what this club is is yearning for. And when I say dump all the players that are out of contract, obviously they're gonna sign a few of them. Yeah. But I think it's time. I think it's time we 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 rotate through here and get a little bit more youthful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I do agree that we we need to bring youth into the team. Um and that comes into my third resolution. Sign 3 to 4 skilled championship players. Uh that is probably where we're going to be playing next season. So let's sign 3 to 4 skillful young championship players so that kind of ties into your resolution uh my third one would be sign cameron archer find out some way to sign cameron archer even though it's not going to happen yeah yeah, I know here, it's here. not going to happen, but I really think in in a side, he's a youthful striker. He's what we need to go down into the into the championship. I really think he could do a job for us, surrounded with the with the best with with better players in that type of league. Here, here's how we keep Cameron Archer, Chad. We stay up. <laughs> that ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah, is there any – do you think come the end of the season, and there, is there any chance, by any grace of God, he looks at Aston Villa, top four finish, let's just say, and he says, screw it, I'm not going to play here. I want to go play for United. Is there any – you think there's any way they, they work that or he works that to get signed back by United? Or at least, well, at least go to another team. The condition of – of the purchase of the player is that we stay up. If we don't stay up, there's a mandatory sellback clause. We, so we're rules required are meant to, to sell be break, broken. Rules are meant to be broken. I mean, yeah. hell, Everton did it. Man City did it. Forrest is going to get nailed for it. Chelsea probably deserved to get nailed for it. You know, I, I'm going to say, like, if if that happens, we'll be hit. You know, I. Everton's points deduction will look like child's play. Mm-hmm. That's true. True. My fourth resolution, keep Hamer and Ahmed Hodzic if possible. Um, yeah, look, Ahmed Hodzic has not had a great season. I think he's a proven championship player. He's still young. I think he needs one more good season in the championship um, before we either sell him for value Um or maybe he does such a good job that we come straight back up next season and he'll want to stay with us if we go down this season, that is. My is the same. My fourth is once we get relegated, throw more of a youth team. Get get more experience in the youth players at a higher level than they are accustomed to basically meaning i guess we'll get stuffed a bunch but we'll have a bunch of a bunch of youth to get a bunch of added experience that will only help us in years to come the only way that's going to happen chad is if we get a category one academy which isn't going to happen well no what i'm saying is like the likes of sariki and won't or one or whatever the hell his name is and our blaster you know get them in the side and get them accustomed to a type of league like this so when they go because you gotta think our blaster is probably going to be in our midfield next year yeah for so sure he's a he gets a little bit more accustomed to the the that playing style then you go to the championship and he's a little bit more accustomed as a, as Coming from Port Vale up, going from the Premier League down is kind of how I would like a player to go, if that makes sense. Yeah. So so you're saying is once relegation is confirmed, get the kids in. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. 
My fifth and final resolution for 2024, Prince, sell the club. Sell the club to somebody who is going to be able to take us to the next level, you know, build for the future. And, um, you know, I mean, ideally, I want to be a club that, yeah, maybe we're not competing for like the title uh, in the championship, but maybe we're, you know, a Brentford or something like that, finishing anywhere from 14th to 11th in the Premier League consistently. You know, that's not going to happen this year, but I want the Prince to sell to someone who can build towards that future in the next five years. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's that that would be my number five is just just find a potential investor that wants to take this this club on and, you know, see what we can do with it. I yep, mean, absolutely. The sky's, the, the sky's the limit when so many new comes in, but. You know, maybe they get bored with it after a couple of years and kick us down the road. Who knows? I don't know. I just want to see. I want to see some direction. I feel like right now we're just kind of floating rudderless in yeah in the in the open oceans, and it's yeah. like we're almost kind of circling the drain, but we're not really. But we can we can start to feel it. You know. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Well, I think that is going to just about do. For this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield, Chad's pr- preview with the supporter from Gillingham should be up on YouTube as of time of uh, you listening to this. So definitely after you're done listening to this pod, go check that out. And then please do follow us on social media at Red Sheffield on Twitter X, at the Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook, and at Red Half of Sheffield on youtube chad where can the people follow you on social media see jarvis underscore 13 on twitter slash xa you can follow me noah snyder at nestman 930 on twitter x and at sunpuck on instagram so until this saturday when we head to priestfield stadium to face off against gillingham up the blades chad up the blades Come on, you red and white wizards.